0: Coming to you live from Cole Creative in downtown Wilkes-Barre. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of Scene,
1: And I am Brittany Boot, and I'm the owner of Boot Photography Studio.
0: And obviously, uh, Johnny Popko couldn't make it this week, uh, but uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, we're here with Connor O'Brien and Simone Daniel, who are both... Uh, local actors, uh, writers, and uh, they're going to be appearing in the Eidenberg Fringe Festival in, uh, in Scotland in a few months, which is pretty cool. And they're also going to be doing some stuff locally that we're gonna be talking about as well. So we're gonna cover uh, the uh, local uh, theater scene in general and uh, you know what it's like and uh, the shows that you should be uh, catching in the area. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the uh, Scranton Fringe Festival, uh, Scranton Shakespeare Festival, uh, lots of theater-related festivals in Scranton. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the show, uh, we're going to, uh, we ask for your comments about uh, Wilkes-Barre Township uh, Police and uh, the things that they've been posting on Facebook lately. Uh, it's kind of stirred up uh, some local controversy and uh, people are, have uh, interesting arguments on both sides. So we're, we're going to read some of those uh, tonight. So if you want to uh, leave any comments or questions about any of these topics, please do so right now uh, on the, on the uh, comment section that you see right below, and uh, we'll get to those in a little bit. So uh, first of all, uh, we want to uh, talk about how, how did you get into theater in the first place?
2: I uh, was 12, 13 years old, and my sister, who is, is herself also a professional theater artist and has been a dear friend and colleague to both Simone and I, uh, took me to a local community theater audition and it's such an it's such an old cliche, but uh, I was bitten by the bug, and it took root. Um, and it combined my love of storytelling, and attention, and uh, all those and just the 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 amalgamation of so many different things. And it just ever since then it went from amateur to amateur to semi professional to getting those first couple of paychecks, and and uh, and the story goes on, and may it never end. <laughs> Gross.
3: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I took dance when I was uh, when I was little, like most uh, like most girls in the area. Yeah. Um, I took dance. When I started taking dance when I was really, really young, and I just always loved like dress ups. It was like my most favorite. Like I still, it's my mm, love it. Um, but like I'm kind of a nervous person, and acting is like a safe way to get a really intense adrenaline rush. Like right. if I go up and I mess up on stage, it's like, oh, okay, they know, I know, but that's sure. nothing's broken, nobody's dead, like it's not a big <laughs> deal, and it's like super, super exciting. It's like jumping out of an airplane. I guess I don't know. I never have, and I never will. So <laughs> hmm. it's a metaphor. <laughs> well,
0: that's what acting is all about: embodying what other people w- would do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: It's a really good escape from all this.
2: So. <laughs> oh, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Now, with uh, with local theater, I think it's always a, a, a challenge to get people to come out to a show and to give it a shot and to understand what it is and what's going on and and, and things like that. I think uh, you know a lot of people feel like a movie or something is pretty safe, you know, where it's okay I can go, I can leave if I want to if I don't like it or whatever. Uh, with theater, it's very very diff- a different kind of experience. So. Uh, how do you get audiences to, uh, to, to come to your shows and uh, engage people?
3: Begging for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mostly begging. No. no. <laughs> um, we, and when I say we, uh, Simone and I are both members of a local professional company called the New Vintage Ensemble.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, really, and Simone's being humble, but we as individuals really can't take too much of the credit yeah. for that. Um, we have a really phenomenal team. Uh, we've never wanted for an audience, and that's, that's, it's not to say that we don't need more. And yeah, it's always. Hard.
3: If anyone, yeah, it's free. It's not
2: like we're good <laughs> when we do stuff. <laughs> you should come. It's great. It's it's yeah. phenomenal. Um, but it's never been like, oh, I hope people come. It's been growing and growing for you know three to three or four years, uh, four years. Um, it, it, we have a phenomenal. Um, I think many people would know Mandy Pennington, mm-hmm. Mandy Boyle Pennington from NEPA BlogCon. Uh, Worked as a social media marketing director with NetDriven, um, is a phenomenal actress and theater talent, and really heads up a lot of our marketing initiatives.
3: Um, She's like one of those Beyonce people who you're like, you must have more hours in your day. Mm. There yeah. must be more hours in your day because you don't make sense outside of this. She
2: goes to like a pocket dimension. Yeah,
3: and I don't then, know. She's like a yeah. Hermione Time Turner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: Where their spreadsheets are just made yeah. constantly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so just that's one example of someone who brings. Another set of incredible skills, you know, to our collective. And at the end of the day, we just, anytime we do a show, big or small, it's just, why are we doing this? And sometimes Mm -hmm. the answer is because it's a fun show and we want to entertain people. And that's a great reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But always, if we're doing this, we're going to do it well. And we're going to do it as best we can in every department. Not just what you see on stage, but the minute you walk in the door, the audience experience, how it was marketed. Because,
3: like, the audience is kind of the hardest part. Like that's that's at the end of the day, like yeah, okay, we do it because we love it, but like you you're you are doing it for them. They're coming in there with the expectation that you are doing it for them, so you have to do right by them, and you have to you have to make their time valuable. So when you ask them to come, we feel like it's an important part of it to to put out really good marketing materials, Mm -hmm. to respect their time, to respect their taste, to to respect them as a person, and show that like I'm going to reach out to you with great effort to get you to come share this thing with me.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, with, uh, with the, the Darling Corps, now that's an original play that you guys uh, wrote or uh, put together <laughs> yourself. Uh, a few years back, uh, we, we did a review on it, I believe, last year, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe even the year before. Well,
2: maybe the year before.
3: Two years ago, just found that out.
0: Wow! I was like, that was two years ago? Yeah, this bl- afternoon, blew. I was totally freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Blew by so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that show and, and uh, you know, what, why, why you're still doing it two years later.
2: Now. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Uh, cool. That's a great question. Um, we've actually, it's uh, the show itself is just over three years old. Um, we wrote Simone and I co-wrote and we co-star in it. It's a two-person show. We originally premiered it at the 2014 Pittsburgh Fringe Festival, um, which was a phenomenal experience, and then we did it in Scranton, and then we did it in New York City, and then we kind of retired it for a little bit. Uh, it's always been kind of this thing in the back of our minds and tweaking it. Um, and then, serendipitously, a lot of opportunities and doors open themselves for this summer and this upcoming season. Um, and so we decided it was a really good time to revisit it, uh, and I'll let Simone maybe talk a little bit about what the show is about, but that's kind of a very rough outline of its production history.
3: Yeah, um, it, I don't know, I mean, we knew we didn't want to do the exact same show again, because we had kind of done that, like, script-wise, and it's like, okay, 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 we get it. Like, it, right. where it was once, like, it used to kind of be about a toxic relationship, and how, like, codependency works, but... I mean, the past two years have flown by because they've been a terrible two years. <laughs> like, the world has gone completely off the rails. Mm-hmm. So we decided if we were going to do it again, if we were going to take it to these different places, like, it has to be something more relevant or I'm just not going to care enough to do the work that we have to do. Mm. So it's kind of become a bit more about these characters in particular, more about them and less about their relationship in a way, and and more about just the world the current world and yes. you know lots of different things the way anyone would interact with our world in lots of different ways gender roles like mm-hmm. class issues like all these different things it's not really preachy we hope but sure. but I, it's and it's more not, relevant it, to us it,
0: now. not necessarily political either like i thought no. it was interesting the, the show in new york recently that's been making headlines where mm. uh, they took julius caesar and yeah, update, you public. know, update it uh, essentially. You know, they're wearing modern clothes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But people saw it as an attack on Trump, which I think is so interesting that mm-hmm. the show could that you could take a show that was written, you know, uh, how how many how many years ago mm-hmm. by Shakespeare and still have it not only, you know, I mean, Shakespeare stuff is always going to be relevant, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to have it that politically relevant that people are that angry and they're pissed about it and everything else, Right. I think it, it, it's so interesting that you could take something, not even change a word of it, just change their, their wardrobe. Wait, wait, look, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's enough to get it to...
3: And, and, I mean,
0: I'm kind
3: of, like, so annoyed that there's so much controversy <laughs> over this. Yeah. Because, I mean... Someone's like, oh, I'm updating Julius Caesar. Let me guess. Julius Caesar's going to be based on the current president. Uh, <gasps> like, that's just how people do it. And it just so happens that our current president is ridiculous and terrifying. So people are, like, ridiculously
2: terrified about it. And it's just really... what what. There's two elements to it that also flabbergast me. One, that people of his constituency base are getting up in arms and offended. Snowflakes. It's Exactly. <laughs> but if you read the the play, or know anything basic about it, in this context, Julius Caesar's not even really the yeah. villain. Yeah.
4: Right? It's not a play
2: about right or wrong. It's a play about politics. And, I yeah. mean, Brutus is the main character. And you know what? We're not getting paid by the public, so I'm not going <laughs> to... Um, the public theater that's uh, producing it. And secondly, uh, they uh, the, a lot of it came out of after, I think it was Delta, that pulled its sponsorship mm. of the public and Shakespeare in the Park. In It was interesting enough, they didn't pull their sponsorship in 2012, when, um, well not then. I apologize, excuse me, let me correct that. Um, They weren't sponsoring that. uh, But there wasn't as much public controversy in 2012 when I think it was like in Minneapolis when another uh, theater company did a large scale production of Julius Caesar and it was 2012, so naturally it kind of resembled the Obama administration. Sure. Um, Just because as Simone just said, just because it's the obvious card to play and it's the obvious, but so there is something incredibly, you know, there's a tension about the current administration. So it, it almost is people getting mad about it kind of already broke their own argument by getting mad <laughs> yeah. about it. It's like the... And like right.
1: validating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, Completely.
2: Validating it, but also if you see something in this play that you think you have the right... To, you think it's offensive to your president, then it's your president. It's not the play. It's right. not mm-hmm. it, It's the... It's not the, you know... If it was totally out of left field, that's not that's
3: 500-year-old play, I don't know how old... This hundreds of year old play is getting a little close something. to home. Yeah. Yeah. This cautionary tale feels too familiar. How dare you,
2: sir? <laughs> <laughs> you forget yourself, madam. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's it's ridiculous. But it. But um. And I apologize. I I mixed up my uh, messaging about the Delta thing. Um. It is interesting, though, just to see how relevant theater can still be. Right. It, yeah. It's this is an absurd example of it. Sure. Um. But it, it, it's it's kind of that's uh, kind of nice to hear, sort of. Oh, mm-hmm. sort of.
3: Good loop around to our play because it's yeah. based on the characters of Adam and Lilith from like Bible lore. Mm-hmm. So we're taking the the the, the original humans, I mm-hmm. guess, mm-hmm. the OG failures, and
2: uh,
4: mm-hmm.
3: telling their like where they are now yeah. and like what's going on.
4: Yeah, and
2: for the past hundred years or so in the world we've created, they have literally been ex- in alive for eternity, um, and they've been a vaudeville duo over the last hundred or so years um so what's more theatrical really, so what's more theatrical and relevant so. and relevant and interesting I think one of
1: the telltale things of good art is that it is timeless so anything that people could be really relate, relate to 500 years ago in a play that they could go through the generations and still affect people in the same way hopefully or history repeating itself you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah if
3: it's hitting on the truth then because right. the truth doesn't change just the dressing the around it. yeah right. yeah
2: no um yeah no we're hoping that people will respond to it um I mean the play that you saw, Rich. It's it is still. Sim- I mean, it's not an it's not like. What like a full
0: rewrite. No, no, no,
2: no, no. But it's um,
3: the bones are there. The
2: bones are still there. A lot oh. of the same witty jokes are still there. Um,
3: <laughs> that's a big <laughs> claim, <laughs> witty. That's a big joke, guys. They, Disclaimer. They, no. they, <laughs> people
2: have. This is. I'm all about. I'm all about our fake modesty
4: <laughs> my <laughs> modesty is
2: fake her modesty is real
4: um
2: but no but it's it's the you know the ch- I would we hope when we say anything we hope that yep. the charm is still there the wit is still there um uh we want people to come see this yes, just
3: come. um
2: but yeah no just come uh we're really excited um we had a phenomenal director and she is still working with us uh as I mentioned my sister Maggie O'Brien actually as our uh, super executive producer on behalf of the ensemble and original developer But uh, we all felt we needed a new, fresh set of eyes, so we are really thrilled. We have a phenomenal actor and theater artist by the name of Daniel Holm, Mm -hmm. um, who has performed and produced work at the Edinburgh Fringe. uh, Professional actor, he's actually here uh, performing in a one-man show at the Scranton Shakespeare Festival coming up June 23rd and 24th are his Mm -hmm. dates. Skin of
3: the teeth, 8 p.m., Oldberg. There we go. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great. You can Google Um, it. Great reviews.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we've been working with him uh, to get it back up on its feet, and he's been collaborating on the the rewrite process a little bit with us and just giving us some guidance and perspective, and it's been such a lovely process. So lovely. It's been so nice. (laughs) And and, and it's really nice to have a totally unbiased um, new set of eyes on the piece. I mean, he didn't even have, he wouldn't, if he didn't have faith in it, he just he could have just said no. Busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Um, but the fact that he was interested enough and has seen it through and has continued to work with us. And, and at every level, the artistic level, done the Edinburgh Fringe to the, you know, from the abstract to the very practical. Like, this is how you're going make to make through your days. Because um, it it's the 70th annual Edinburgh Fringe. It's already the world's largest arts event. So And this is the largest it's ever been. It's like 4,000 approximate shows throughout the month of August. And
3: who doesn't love crowds? And who just doesn't
2: <laughs> love a large crowd um, in, in, this, in the middle of August? Yeah, it um, <laughs> should be great. It's going to be fabulous. Uh, no, we're very excited. Um, and then when that opportunity came through, there is a very highly celebrated festival in New York off-Broadway off at the 59 East 59 theaters. Uh, I believe it's 59th between Lexington and Man- Google it. Google it. Google it. <laughs> it's we on- don't have it's- to
3: do this anymore. <laughs> There's technology now.
2: <laughs> we have the power. It's uh, it's on East 59th Street. Um, that is the East to Edinburgh Festival. So it's a curated festival of all work from North America heading over to Edinburgh mm. that we were fortunate enough to be placed within. Uh, so that uh, So we'll be doing that in July. And then before then, even... We're going to be at the Cooper Project in Honesdale for the second year of a new vintage ensemble residency program that they invited us in for, which we're really grateful. Um, they just, the, this a few weeks ago, or a week or two ago, uh, Sarah Regan. Uh, right, yeah, we posted about had that. Had The World Will Stop If We Make a Mistake. The love what
0: place so, so freaking much. So
2: nice. the, most, the most charming, oh. adorable, love it. Tr- honest, lovely, every adjective you can imagine. <laughs> um, so it's, it was weird because it, that is also a two-person show, a man and a woman. Um, and it's weirdly enough it plays with a lot of very when I went to see it I realized a lot of similar themes very similar but just from a very positive perspective yeah <laughs> like hope yeah. And, yeah and change and growth and ours not that ours doesn't no it was, co-
3: it was cool it was cool because she did some rewrites too from when I saw it last year at the fringe and mm-hmm. sobbed uh, openly and horrified not a dry openly eye again not at, at the fringe. and then I went again this time same thing happened but it was just she did some some, some rewrites too and I was like oh wow like it's like we planned how well these shows go together. Yes, because we did. No, no, we totally
2: <laughs> <It's>, did.
4: <clears throat>
3: <clears throat> no, but it was it was cool. It was very.
2: It's great. Yeah, it was fabulous to see.
0: Uh, well, well kind of like what you were saying, a lot of good art, the- good theater can be uh, very organic and, and develop. You know, as 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 the years progress and things like that. Now, if, if somebody else were to do the Darling Corps, uh, like if you you know say in a few years you want to retire it and give it to somebody else. What do you think somebody else would bring to it? You Let me know, tell like, you first. Check. Part, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the dream, Rich. <laughs> um
3: No, I. That's but, like, a really good question. Yeah, that's like something I've always, always, like every single time we do it, I just like sit there grumpy, like I just want to see somebody else do this because <laughs> I would love that. I don't. I know what I bring to it. I know what I've been bringing to it, and I and I hope, you know. I hope to keep bringing new things to it, but I would just love to see someone else completely different from me play. I feel like that would be really exciting. It would be the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. It would just, my mind would, because it's like, it's real then. It doesn't exist inside of me, it exists outside of me. Mm -hmm. And it's been taken on by, it means something different Someone else is absorbing it. Yeah.
2: One of our goals in going to the Edinburgh Franchise. They bring their story to it. A a few royalty and publishing houses, hopefully seeing it, and if they pick it up and then it Mm. spreads like wildfire. we do feel. I mean, like it, it is, its is—it's a two-person show that does leave so much from the script's perspective, so much for interpretation. Um, I would want to send it to someone. They could ask a couple of questions, and then that's it. Do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I mean that kindly. Like, don't. I want
3: nothing to do with. Don't do what we did. I want a different
2: show. Don't. Yeah. Don't look at our videos. Don't look at our photos. Take it because, hopefully, the themes that we've created within it can be so universal and transformed. Uh, do it in a different country. Do it. Some, yeah. yeah. And
3: also, I think it would be a great duo piece for speech and debate. Yes. As we speech yes. and debate nerds. If there are any, if there are any
2: high school high Oh, yeah, they can or, do it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, contact us. We will totally, yeah. totally. Oh, that's a dream. Oh, my God. With gosh. their little
3: binders, like all nervous, <laughs> and they're like, tucked in shirts. They'd have to say our names. <gasps> they would have to say our names. names. Oh, my God. The
2: Darling Corps. I'm by best. Simone Daniel and Connor O'Brien. And then they would go, like, see <laughs> I'm and so
3: excited. <laughs>
2: Wow, okay. Is the, are the phones ringing yet? Are they coming? <laughs> yeah. Are they? No, no, we just gotta know.
3: One day no. it'll open its on me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one clap. <laughs>
3: yeah. One, yeah, speech and debate like after they announce the winners because there's so many people, you only get one clap. So they'll be like, in second place, Simone Daniel. In like everyone only class, first place. Like a yeah. yeah, yeah, only yeah. first Should place, that's like universal, like, yeah, and if yeah, I, that's the rule, and then if you win first place, yeah. Right? yeah, So if you win first, little... <laughs> yeah. so first place, though, they'll give you a little.
2: This would be duo, too, <laughs> yeah, the duo was hard, yeah, that's
3: it, duo was real hard, and they would, oh,
2: and it's
3: hard. I mean, how many times are you gonna see the outcome? We, we
2: joked about on Saturday that, morning, oh, you know? we mm-hmm. joked about that so many times in someone's like English class, uh, we joked about that so many times that when we first were doing it, like this is such a good speech and debate piece. We literally initially, it has it's majorly changed, initially, it was blocked. Like a speech. Yeah, that was and yeah, the because Maggie
3: was like a total speech and debate kid. Yeah. So she was like, "This is a duo piece." And we're like, "Weird." All huh,
0: right. <laughs> it helped.
2: Yeah, it, it helped. helped a lot with the, the development of it. Um, so to answer your question, everything, not not different, <laughs> totally different.
0: What would you? Yeah, you've been to a few different uh, fringe festivals. You've been to uh, different areas and done theater outside of northeastern Pennsylvania and everything. What do you th- What do you think is unique about theater in northeastern Pennsylvania?
3: Mm. There's like a certain Mm. recklessness about it, which I just love. Like, I love that. It's, there's, there's very little hope of financial reward or being able to sustain yourself professionally doing it. So the only reason to do it is because you just fucking love it. Like, you love it and you want to be the best that you can be and you want to try new things and you want to get this rush and you want to be with other people who think like you and it's just and that's like what we do in scranton even if you're not in theater you go to a bar and you sit there for hours and everyone just just kills themselves to make the person next to you laugh or like get them on your side or feel something or sway them to your point so that's our culture that's what we do here and and the theater scene is just like a really ornate kind of like costlier Planned out version of of mm-hmm. our culture, so it's mm-hmm. really really exciting to I, be a part of that.
2: Yeah, I don't. I agree with everything you said except for the part. Mostly except for the part about the financial.
3: Oh like, yeah, I mean there the, is there, financial being had, but it's, it's not, not like no one's
2: making. Notes. I'm gonna get a mansion. Yeah. No, yeah, to no one's living one. No, no one's because notes. I do plays. No no, like. no, 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 I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, um, we're just we're also re- with that mindset. We're really hard audiences.
4: Yeah, and by that I'm
2: not saying like. I'm putting myself in that category like I am a ridiculously hard audience to please. That's why Scranton was like the vaudeville capital of the east It was if you can play Scranton, you can play anywhere literally That was the phrase that originated here because we had a mixture. We had the coal miners and the coal barons and immigrants and you know everything in between you can imagine and we You know the faces have changed the countries of origin have changed, but we still have all we have the working-class we have, you know, the more highly educated. We have a small, small, tiny percentage of like the very, very wealthy and elite that still, you know, summer in Scranton, <laughs> or you know, uh, or at least, it. what'd you say? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so it's we have everything she said plus we have really diverse audiences. I think that make mm-hmm. us not necessarily as diverse as they could be by that by that comment. But I'm in the sense of like social class range. Sure. We have a wide taste. You will never 100% please a single audience. I've never done a show in Scranton that I think, like, everyone... It's a them. hit.
3: No, it wasn't. No. For some of them, yeah. Major- some people here. If you
2: get a 70% hit, that's a hit. Like, yeah. 70% of the audience is like... Oh, I mean, it- that's
3: that's anywhere, really. Because
2: yeah. three people are going to get up. You made the comment earlier about, like, going to the movies. Like, oh, like, I can get up if I want. People feel that same way about theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love
3: when people walk out. Oh, I think it's
2: great. Especially it's so when they're offended. Fun. Especially yeah. when they're offended.
3: And you're like, that's what got you? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me?
2: I was, uh... I was in a okay, play... Like you can we? Are we Yeah, just okay, sure. okay, great. I was in a play... Um, it was actually in wilkes It wasn't even in Scranton. This was several years ago. And it was the most mundane, tame thing in the world. It, it wasn't good. I'm not going to lie. It was not a good play. And this is admittedly... The playwright would sit here and admit it to. It wasn't a great play. It has since gotten better. Um, but anyway, there was a mild, mild scene of, like, sweet little cute, like, homosexual love between, like, teenagers. It was, like, the most basic mundane thing ever. And I apologize in advance to anyone listening. Uh, I remember this, like, little old man and woman in, like, the front row getting up. They couldn't find her purse for, like, ten. Oh, my years. God. Oh, God, the They couldn't find her the purse dream. for ten minutes. <laughs> Deborah, get your, get your purse. I don't want to – there's – I'm not going to sit here and, you know, you know, fucking pay to watch a bunch of <laughs> – F-A-G-G-O-T-S. And I just remember sitting on stage and like I was like 17 years old and I just <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop. And honest to God, like afterward, the other person I was portraying the scene with was not gay. And I remember people coming up at me like, Are you okay? I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, I mean, was it closed minded? Yes. I'm not condoning. The sure, thought process, but but I'm glad they couldn't find them. I'm super glad that she, did. and I also love the idea of like that they just everything about it. Like they were, it was so worth leaving. They were gonna make that much of a scene. Every, I mean, it, it, that was probably the best part of the show, like the best performance. You on know,
3: it. I guess, I guess if you wanna, you open their minds. Yeah, I mean, They're they? Because they, you clearly it affected them. They yeah, went home and thought yeah. about some stuff.
2: Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, that's something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, good for that.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I really hope they had everything in the purse. It probably wasn't like, he probably had the car keys. It probably was nothing in that purse they needed either. Yeah, That was my also vision. Where's, of, the, like,
3: keys? Where's the keys? Where's the keys? Sorry, babe, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not leaving, I'm enjoying this.
2: <laughs> Ooh, other letter, she wanted to stay. She wanted to stay. I don't know, let let's. That's <laughs> a reach. <laughs> so was that show.
4: <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yes. <laughs>
0: So, uh, with with uh, how, how did how did you end up getting involved with Eidenberg? I mean, that's it's uh, pretty far out there and, and uh, um, a whole other a whole other world, I would think, in terms of uh,
2: theater. Uh, I, in a different life, from the executive co-founder and executive director uh, co-founded along with Elizabeth Bowen of uh, the Scranton Fringe Festival, entering its third year, September 27th through October first. Woo. Uh, woo, done, plugged. Uh, <laughs> now we can rest <laughs> <laughs> until tomorrow. Um, we're connected through different Fringe festivals in the world, like th- literally private social media groups, email blasts, networking conferences, Congresses, con- the Fringe Congress. Uh, Liz attended, for example, in November, bas- this past November in Montreal. So we have a ton of contacts. Does um, that one eerie? I'm sorry?
1: Is that Edinburgh and Erie? Scotland. Scotland. Oh, okay.
2: It's okay. Yeah. Because
1: there's an Edinburgh PA. Oh, is there rule? Cool. Yeah. We That's should go not... practice
4: there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is so bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So it, uh, Scotland in the United Kingdom. Um, uh, this is now its 70th year. Uh, so we were connected through all these different organi- you know, contacts. And then, so we started looking into it. And it's, it's a very different system because it's a huge beast. Right. Um, we had really planned for 2018. We were like, we'll make 2018 a reality. Um, through a long, boring story series of events, we had an opportunity to work with a phenomenal team at Greenside Venues on the Royal Terrace. Um, and it was kind of like, it was like a really lame theater NFL draft day. That like, it was literally, <laughs> it was literally made in like a 24-hour, uh, I mean, we had all the elements together, but the final like, are we doing this? Yes, and we just, we decided, and it couldn't have worked out better. Like, everything has worked out. Our contracts were, were smooth smoothest process, um, and everything, and, uh, and we knew we were going to do it in Holmesdale this summer, and the timeline, so it's Holmesdale, PA, July 7th and 8th, uh, Off-Broadway at 59 East 59, um, July 11th and 16th, and then Edinburgh, uh, August 21st through the 26th. The entire Edinburgh Fringe, we should mention, is the entire month of August, and then even a few extra days into, into September, um, but we will only be there for like, and like the latter half.
3: We're not even the only Scrantonians going.
2: No, we're not even like the every only Every time I talk to somebody, they're like,
3: oh, I'm going out to see this show, a friend of mine's doing this, blah, blah, and then Sandy Doria.
2: Um, yeah, Sandy Doria, uh, uh, it's about, it's, Sandy, if you ever see this or so, this, I'm sorry. I know it's, it seems phenomenal. She's doing like Prague and Paris. They're doing multiple stops. Um, uh, it's, it's somewhere in here. If you can find <laughs> it, it's somewhere in this guide um Connor can,
3: got that today and he's carrying it around <laughs> we were saying before like if we get pulled over they're gonna be like identification sir oh yeah <laughs> oh, and <laughs> he's <laughs> like sir page
2: 322 darling core my name's in it?
3: there sir <laughs> sir
2: that's this is my funny, identification
3: funny. <laughs> stop it
2: alright um no uh you can actually download this um if you go to the Edinburgh Fringe website I think it's edfringe.org or again google Edinburgh Fringe Program 2017 you can download for free this entire uh monstrosity of a guide um no, but yeah, there's there, we're not only a show from Scranton. We're not the only. Sh- we're not the, even the only show um, that like sounds like our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, there's. I mean, I mean, ours is different, of course, but um, it's interesting how theater, especially new theater and original theater, is constantly. I think Nina Simone put it. Uh, it's always. It's always best when it like is exactly about the time. And to echo back to you, it inadvertently eventually will become timeless in that way. Um,
3: and she's obviously right because her name is Simone.
2: Right. <laughs> so. And she's Nina Simone. Case closed.
1: I was thinking <laughs> yeah. as when we were starting this interview, how much I like the name Simone. <laughs> totally She's unrelated cool, topic, so. but just oh like, my out right there. Like, <laughs> no,
4: it's, not, it's totally related. Get, oh, really stop. Cool. <laughs> guys, Connor. guys,
2: guys, if you keep giving her this attention, she
4: just
3: want Don't start me. I was in one dance recital when I was two. Here we are, 27 <laughs> years later. I ain't leaving this couch.
2: <laughs> um
1: where, yeah. where, where, where were we? I don't know. Hmm.
2: You started me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's your show, Simone. The other Simone,
2: Nina Simone. Yeah, yeah just Nina talking Simone. about how art should be of its time and timeless. Uh, and we're so, and we're so excited um, to bring Adam and Lilith back out of retirement again. It's also, it's also just never. so funny about how like the show is about a show that never ends. Yeah, and the show it is. never It never ends. ends. <laughs> we just
3: keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I always hate you when we do it.
2: We always fight We, we constant. fight constantly. It's weird because the characters are at each other's throats. Right, you're it's, yeah. it's and
3: that. it's just like, okay, yeah. this is method.
2: Fine, great, whatever. <laughs>
3: no, we're super healthy friendship.
1: We're just being... I'll method. tell you guys a story
2: right now. We went we did the Pittsburgh Fringe Festival. We were having lunch. Like, it was the most pleasant lunch you could imagine. We were at each other's throats for the dumbest things. Can I, can I have a fork? Could I just do my own thing for two minutes? <laughs> Am I your keeper? Like that The was, whole ride
3: home, you weren't allowed to talk. Six and a half did, hours. I was like, it was, "Don't."
2: I still even did. Even
3: breathe loud. It made me every time you would talk, I would just like look at you, like I wanted to. Just, like, <laughs> like it makes. I don't
2: know what. We it also does. want to clarify, so everyone thinks we're making ourselves sound horrible. This is what, no one. Else well, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-four hours later, we were fine. Like it, it's if it didn't happen, but
4: yeah, it's tense. There's no one
2: else I could do the show with. I'll yeah. say that much right yeah. now. Like I would actually, the other, I would just kill the other person because they're it, that would do be, it <laughs> in my name. <laughs> do it.
4: <laughs> Blood chaos <laughs> reigns
1: yeah that's like a show in itself yeah, yeah. someone could write a show about you guys doing the show together
4: there you go that
1: up. <laughs> uh, if anyone's there looking for <laughs> they're still on that phone next store, year's fringe proposal
3: <laughs> Some great home running Connor Simone fan, fan fiction
2: <laughs> make me so happy. I would
3: die. That's the other dream. That's, that's the our other, other dream. secret yeah, dream. That
2: someone will eventually write fan fiction about something we create.
4: Yeah, <laughs> like
2: but like simple dreams. We've openly talked about because we've like every writer and actor. We have ten web series in our heads. That if we ever produced one, if it had any degree of like any like in Pennsylvania, any kind of fame we want to run a contest where you create the most messed up fan fiction based on our work. <laughs> and, then we'll produ- and then we'll produce it. We'll make that actually happen. It has to be, like, weird. It has to be. Yeah. That's, that's the only descriptor I would give it, weird. Yeah. It has to be weird. Yeah.
0: Coming to Scranton Fringe Fest
2: 2018. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Do Stop, it, man. I'm so excited. Do it.
0: <laughs> I, would, I would pay.
3: I can't go back to my life now.
0: Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> that so would excited. be funny
0: to have to pay to get into the show that's about you.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that would be so funny. It'd be, like, it'd be like the cast of Twilight having to go pay to go see Fifty Shades of Grey, mm. which was actually a fan
0: fiction about, about Twilight. Twilight. It yeah.
2: That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. She's not
0: an idiot. So completely off topic uh, from that. Uh, yes. I, this is just, this is just a, a, a personal thing that I have been wondering. <clears throat> what do you make of the success that's come out of a show like Hamilton? You know, like, that seems to be the big show that everybody's talking about in terms of theater for, for, for people who are outside of theater I mean, mm-hmm. people that, that don't just you know that they, they, they don't go see every single Broadway show or anything like that but I mean it's booked for years everybody wants to see this thing I thought it seemed just so such a weird concept to me mm-hmm. that yeah. the, the whole rap musical about founding fathers and things like that I mean it just sounds like it, it, it sounds like an SNL skit like it sounds yeah. like yeah it, like it should be bad like, obviously, I haven't seen it, so I'm sure it's phenomenal. I've heard some of the music from it. It's great. But uh, it just sounds like it should be bad, yet it's so good, and everybody keeps talking about it. What do you make of the success of a show well, like that? Well,
3: first off, we can perform it for you right here if you like Okay, you know, great. literally every single every word. Single word. All right. every, every single, single word. word. Um, it's, um, it's incredible. But I, I, at the end of the day, like with Hamilton, I think it just introduced the concept of hip-hop to sheltered white nerds. Mm. which Mm -hmm. is like they're like whoa they talk really fast and it (laughs) rhymes and they say really cool things about like power struggles and society and 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 government and leadership and it's like well that's hip-hop dummy like that's what it is so i think it was like you know using this very like archaic art form to and putting it with like the most relevant modern art form that we have and that just blew people's minds and Lin-Manuel Miranda is just excellent at what he, he's just freaking incredible. It's just so well executed. It's so not good. hokey. It's not a gimmick. It's no. just exquisitely well
2: done. Nor is it pretentious. It's no, just, not even. It's, it's just, just right on the, It's
3: just absolutely stunning.
2: The music is also just the most fun thing in the world.
3: Like, I have a joke with a couple friends of mine. It's like, if you listen to the second half of the Hamilton soundtrack, you're... A freak, because you will cry so hard, and then your day is like ruined. <laughs> like, why would like, you listen yeah. to the second half of Hamilton? You're sick. We have things to do. To <laughs> that. Hamilton Part
2: One is like, yeah, yeah. So get it's in like gym music, yeah. and then the second
3: half is like <gasps> mortality. <laughs> it's like weird. It, it's excellent, though. And, yeah. that's, and then I think I didn't. I haven't like listened to any music from either. But the play that just won the Tony Award for Best Musical, Dear
2: Evan Hansen, Dear Evan
3: Hansen seems yes. like another. I'm so oh, waiting for like a long private I car hate ride. It. You hate it? I don't know anything about it. Yet I
2: saw it. I saw it. I won't. I did not. I don't no. th- It's incredibly. I shouldn't. It's incredibly, incredibly beautiful, and the actors are incredibly talented. It just something about it, dear Evan Hansen. It was just. It didn't. It didn't mesh with me. But it's
3: kicking up. I'm. I'm hearing a lot of like more buzz about it than I would have like. On the town, like. Oh boy, God, yeah. Like, oh God, it's yeah. It's like a thing now. So like people, like. Hamilton introduced like hip hop to people who were like, Whoa, well, I hate fifty cent and then but then, you know, it also introduced Broadway to people who were like Correct. this is fucking hokey and I will not right. I will not waste my time. This is right. nonsense. Um, so it's weird, like it's in like Broadway's in this bit of this like blockbuster revival. Yeah.
1: Which is which is very cool. Well it found a way to translate to people that not it wouldn't normally Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's
4: mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that's (laughs) it. That's what it's about breaking the barriers. You know, art is art, man.
2: Yeah, Lynn. What would be nice of the thing about probably that's the the, the, the fear that comes. Hamilton. He was already, uh, you know, Tony nominated. I think Tony winning from Into the Heights. He would, yeah, uh, you know, phenomenally recognized artist, not to the international degree he is now after Hamilton. But Hamilton launched so many careers. There are so Mm -hmm. many people that had certain degrees of fame, or literally were like a couple of off-Broadway credits out of school. Just, uh, right. I mean, uh, just absolutely. You will
3: see the cast of Hamilton and everything. For yeah. the
2: rest of for the rest Like, of um... he Diggs. Divi Diggs was on, like, Kim Schmidt Kimmel this season. Schmidt.
3: Uh, he was on little bit. Like, they're just everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere um, now.
2: Eliza, what's the actress's name? Philippa? Um, Philippa? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Philippa Sue. She's uh, on the, she's she's starting her own Broadway show now. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the list goes on and on and And, on.
3: and that was actually really cool, because, I mean, I'm, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. It did so well financially that the actors, like, after a bit of time, the original got cut. I don't know what the details were. Because they were, were. like, yeah. we're doing so well, you've been killing yourself for years to get something. Like, it's, so it's very, like... It got, it's very cool. And they and they had the lottery too, which was neat because it never because you can't get tickets. Good luck. Are you right. a millionaire? Well, like you can't have, get tickets. So they would have a lottery to give out like 10 front row seats every single night. And we have and uh, just play every day. Aaron
2: Burr, sir, who's coming right next door here in That's a right. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, yeah. no,
0: January. I yeah. believe.
2: What uh, was January? Yeah, oh, it's it a little
0: like bit it's the 2017-2018 season. Oh, I thought it was like So everyone's
3: so just freaking out about it. Yeah, so everyone is. So there you go. Hamilton there. Yeah.
2: Um it would be nice... Broad. The thing that the, the, the what comes with that, though, Hamilton being an exception to so many rules, is that there are certain musicals and shows that can't get off the ground unless you have like a huge name attached to them. Sure. Like the Hello Dolly revival would never have happened if Bette Midler... had. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and the thing, you always need a star, mm-hmm. but it's And getting... who doesn't want to see Bette Midler? What? Who doesn't want to see Bette, Bette Midler? I'd love to. Is
3: that an option? Yeah, she's yeah. like, I oh. bet you would. Look at that oh, hair. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah
3: you, you have a similar <laughs> energy, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys
2: would be good friends that. <laughs> but that's almost created a domino effect now down where, like, mainstream Broadway, almost everyone in the show, maybe not maybe the chorus, but, like, has to have a certain degree of name. So theater, it's weird. As it, the more it becomes accessible, Broadway is becoming almost less and less accessible from an artist standpoint. But all that does is reinforce the stress that Broadway is not the only game Yes, then, the like, world.
3: the real sure. shit's happening, like, down the layer.
2: Like. Right, exactly. And not even necessarily, and New York is the most brilliant city in the world but it is not the only you know Chicago has some of the most beautiful theater I mean this French
3: festival is full of amazing shows there's like 3,000 over like 3,300 shows of just people from all over the world everywhere like armpit Russia and like anywhere just bringing their best and like yeah
2: yeah no this is like
3: I have something to say I'm gonna try and say it no and it's gonna be cool it is community
2: cross promotion and constructive feedback and with a little bit of natural talent is what grows an artist and a show and an art scene. It just so happens that New York just has a ton of that. So it has an incredibly strong community and a rich history. Mm-hmm. Nothing that can't be, never the same, because there'll never be another New York, but who cares, Makes make it totally, there'll never you be another you want here. Yeah. That's
3: like the joy of this area, Yeah, is that you can do whatever you want. And you
2: don't have to work whenever you want. an 80 hour work week yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah,
3: you do somebody a favor, they'll let you rehearse in their space. Because right. it's not killing them to be there. They don't have to make rent every single night. Like they, Everyone can survive, and we can all work together, and we can... That's not the case everywhere else. No, New York, right. you
2: have a shoebox. It's you better so be making money every minute. It's so free
3: and organic and community-oriented. Like, a, a friend of ours, her husband is from... Where's Brian from? Vermont. Vermont. He's from Vermont. And um. And when he moved here, he was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, his... like. It's easy for us to take our art scene for granted in any PA, but that's not the case everywhere. It's not just a normal way of life. Every first Friday, have the like cities like open up to you, and every single weekend being able to see a show that's like really quite decent. Like Mm. it's it's, I mean, really everyone. We're so lucky. We're so lucky here. Everyone cares. There's such a vibrant, insanely like deep music scene and yes. like so many people have come out of here and it i'm just like completely obsessed with this area so <laughs> i i, I will go on all day <laughs> obviously you are too that's your gig <laughs> but, right right that's but, the whole I mean, reason we're here yeah, yeah we're lucky we're all so lucky yeah absolutely
1: i love that every it, it seems like the some sort of a consistent message with people that come on the show maybe because they're all local people that are active in doing things and putting back into the community, but everybody feels that way that comes on the mm-hmm. show. Like, I don't think that we've ever had somebody uh, that felt differently Even people who Twitter. haven't
0: lived here originally,
1: but right. came mm-hmm. here
4: yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. It's like just That's so huge. refreshing
1: to actually, you know some people feel that way, but you see the negative so much, but it's so refreshing to actually see people come out and there's a visual like, oh, that person loves this area, you mm-hmm. know, like, sure. it's just so refreshing to hear people say it more and more now.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on the shit together. Yeah, we are. And that's not to say that. that it doesn't we're have its that.
2: areas of constructive improvement. Oh, right. But, well, like yeah. everywhere. But like, you know? like exactly. Like everywhere yeah, it does. Tough. It doesn't make it. And, and nothing that I don't think eventually can't be, you know, mm-hmm. fixed. we go so
3: climb. Yeah. And then one day when we do it, and like.
2: We did it. We're
3: this. Booming. Everyone knows this. this is this booming thriving art scene where everyone's getting paid to do it and it's professional and it's amazing and everyone's coming from all over to see our stuff and our kids will just take it for granted and that'll be like awesome.
2: And then we'll burn and, and then they'll be we'll like, burn. oh right, it's grand. That's And then cool. we'll burn it's it like, to the ground. Yeah,
3: it's like Portland. And then you
1: light it on fire and walk away. <laughs> and move on. Start over. <laughs>
2: and then destroy it
1: overnight. Yeah. Scranton two now point. you yeah. do it better. <laughs>
2: yeah. Scranton two point oh. <laughs>
1: So,
0: uh, I want to touch on the Scranton Fringe Festival quick uh, before we get to the last word. Sure. Uh, now, you have a an uh, uh, announcement coming up uh, in just a few weeks.
2: Yes, so the 2017 Scranton Fringe Festival, as I so shamelessly plugged earlier, will be September 27th through October 1st. That's a Wednesday through Sunday, which is already, FYI, we've added a day, so it's already a demonstration. Uh, the lineup, which includes all the productions that are coming and uh, that will be presented, and the list of venues, Uh, pretty much, yeah, for the most part, will be announced Sunday, June 25th at 5pm at the Hilton in downtown Scranton. Public and free, open to the, you know, cash bar. That's always the number one selling point. (laughs)
4: Um,
2: Again, Sunday, June 25th, 5pm, all ages welcome. It is a public open space for our big 2017 PR announcement party. Uh, We're really, really excited. I wish I could even, like, hint at one thing. I
1: think I photographed it last mm-hmm.
2: year. Um, did oh, you? Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: I think that's how I met you initially.
2: Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Do you remember what you photographed? Or...
1: I photographed an
0: announcement. Yeah, it was the one at the uh, For at the Ritz. At the oh, yes, yeah, oh, so, oh, you came
2: to our announcement party yeah. last year. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So it's the, it, this is the Hilton, same concept of the event. Um, we're going to be presenting the information a little differently. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a really nice time. A couple of uh, really exciting surprise announcements. And there's always more information that rolls out throughout the summer. Um, no, but we're really, really excited, and we should have our guides in hand uh, mid-late July.
3: And then I'm going to piggyback on that because I will hate myself mm-hmm. if I don't do it really quickly. Go uh, if you're looking for something else to do that weekend and every other weekend um, through July, the Scranton Shakespeare Festival is in town, and I am so remiss to have not talked more about it because it's absolutely fucking staggering the the work that comes out of it and the quantity and quality that comes out of it in just such a short span of time and the manpower and the it's just it's wild and if you haven't been please come it is free to the public it starts uh 23rd 24th 23rd
2: 24th um
3: skin of the teeth and cheeks at the old brick at 8 p.m and then after that we do two gentlemen of verona at scranton prep uh 8 p.m and with the sunday matinee but that's too much to ask for me to remember all those show times then the week after that they're staging measure for measure um, two Gentlemen of Verona has an all-male cast. Measure for Measure has an all-female cast. Same time, same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that is Damn Yankees, and they will be doing that at PNC Field at the ballpark oh, nice. at 7.30 at night. And then the weekend after that is a rep weekend. So I had to get that out because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And
0: It'll be really interesting to see it in that kind of format. I remember right. seeing one of the, the uh, Scranton Shakespeare shows in uh, Neog Park, mm-hmm. and it was such a cool experience yeah. to have it like that where – uh, you know they're they're really they're up in the audience and the audience is right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There's kids running around and stuff. Wow, this is going on mm-hmm. and stuff. But the actors are just in the zone. And yeah, right, and, you oh, know, it's it, cool. It's, it's like, just yeah, it's, it's yeah. such an interesting experience uh, to see it in a stadium. I think would be that's I'm, <laughs> I'm really, so excited, that's, excited that, about I the stadium. Really what I'm, most I'm like Paul's like, yeah. This whole minus season minus has to be show. like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's gonna be
3: great. Um, yeah, no, it, and it's come so far. Like, the Naog days were, like, great, and, like, I think back on it fondly, like, going by and, like, seeing everybody rehearsing in the pavilions and just a bunch yeah. of, like, barefoot kids to, like, this gigantic season with, ugh, it's like, it's a rush, man. You want to rush, work on that thing.
0: Well, maybe, it's a blast. maybe we'll have a few people on for, for that. You
3: absolutely should. It's 4-7. it's very cool. I can tell you some stories. <laughs>
0: Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we're we're getting we're getting close to the end, so we might as well get into the last word. I know we've been super positive, so I hate to even bring <laughs> oh, up anything negative. Bring oh. it on. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's the longest we've ever gone. So, <laughs> so uh, all right. So, uh, to to briefly explain what's been going on, uh, the uh, Wilkes-Barre Township Police Department uh, is not the Wilkes-Barre Police Department. It's the wilkes Township. Uh, a lot of people have mixed that up, so I want to make sure that, that we're accurate in talking about it there. Uh, they have kind of changed their, the way that they do their social media. Uh, they started doing uh, their Facebook a little bit different, where they were making a lot more jokes and things like that. And at first, when we, they, they started doing it probably a few months ago. I remember we shared one of the things on NEPA Scenes Wall where they made a joke about, hey, we found some drugs in a parking lot. Come get them. Yes, would somebody mm-hmm. like to pick these up and claim them, that <laughs> kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's... It's funny, it's innocent, nobody gets hurt, you know, nobody's offended, whatever. So people like stuff like that. So I think they kept kind of pushing a little bit more, seeing what they can do. And they started posting uh, memes. And after a while, as anybody who's you've know, seen enough memes in your in your social media feed, sooner or later you're gonna run into some that you're like, ah yeah, that's not accurate, or that's just not that's not right, or the you know you get offended, or or whatever the, the case may be. And whenever that happens, you have kind of two sides where there's, you know, some people who are like, just get over it. It's a joke. It's uh, not being snowflakes. Whatever the uh, buzzword of the week is to to shit on people, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then the other the others the other side is is like, well, think about the implications of what you're saying and why you're saying it and who you're saying it to and right. who is is saying it. So they had posted a couple in particular that uh, got under people's skin. Uh, one was uh, a girl who. Uh, they, they were responding to uh, a, a post about um, a topless beach, and some, somebody had said, uh, you know, officers will approach anyone going topless, uh, insert joke here, and they, they posted a picture of a guy trying to high-five a girl who's covering up her, her breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then, uh, you know, another person, well, you know, I find that offensive or whatever, and they, they posted a South Park meme that says, uh, show us on the doll where the Facebook posts hurt you so now you're joking about sexual molestation uh-huh. you know so that, that that pushed a little far for people um and then uh later on instead of you know uh they, they had deleted the one they left the other one um and they said uh that you're gonna offend you, no matter what we post we're gonna offend people uh, you know get get over it because essentially we got what we wanted out of it uh, we got a lot more followers i mean their, their followers are now at almost 60,000 yeah. people. Uh, people across the country are following oh, them now. Uh, and uh, they've, for, for all the blowback that they've received from people, uh, it seems like the majority of people, at least on their page anyway, seem to be defending them and saying, yeah, you know what, I thought it was funny or whatever. And that led to, they're saying, well, it leads to increased awareness of what we do. It humanizes us because mm-hmm. we're making jokes, we're being funny and whatever. And it also uh, allows us to catch criminals easier because if we post a mugshot, right. and now sixty thousand people are seeing it as opposed to maybe two or three thousand that they had before uh, then we're going to we're going to be able to identify those people easier so you know they're they're looking at it from that perspective, and uh, you know some people are looking at it from the perspective of well, if I'm a woman, for example, and i'm I, I get sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of gives you know, if you're posting pictures of topless girls, that might give me the impression that it's the good old boys club and you're not going to believe anything that I say. You're not going right. to take me seriously. I would never go to them. You're not. You're, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Uh, so so uh, I, I want to read some of the comments that uh, people had said and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll all talk about it. Um, Angelo Greco says, uh, the, uh, the Facebook page is a public page that should be representing all citizens of the Wilkes-Barre area uh if you want to be sexist racist cry free speech on your own page go go for it Uh, but for a public entity one that's supposed to serve often very delicate matters like hate crime sexual assault uh, predatory crimes against children uh, it's completely inappropriate unprofessional uh, for them to make light of those types of issues uh uh, kyle um, and i'm sorry if i'm uh, butchering any last names here uh, Guriato uh, says, uh, I, "I have a crazy idea about how they can humanize the police. Treat citizens of the city with respect and do your jobs properly and ethically. Lay off the ship posting. <laughs> yeah. um, Pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, Katie uh, MC says uh, if they insist on using humor to uh, humanize themselves, that's fine. Uh, let's face it. Uh, but not only is this humor offensive and alienating, but it's cheap and dumb. Uh, I love a good meme as much as the next, but it's, impossible, it's possible to be funny and not be an asshole. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, and and to, there's, there's a few more posts like that. Uh, Ryan Mulaney says, uh, claiming there's ultimately nothing they can do to help build public trust and acceptance during a time in which law enforcement is often looked down upon for abuse of power, poor judgment, and excessive violence and hostility all around the country while simultaneously posting uh, that which a poorly raised fifth grader might find hilarious leads one to believe that actually building that trust and acceptance is not an active goal of the Wilkesburg Township Police Department. Arguing that it produces results for them is saying we're just doing our job, even if that job is unjust and, uh, unjust and dry, diametrically opposed to the interests and welfare of the public they are supposed to serve, they have to do better. Um, whereas Mike Elward says, uh, holy shit, you all need to lighten up. Um, <laughs> and then Stephen Muller says, oh my god, not memes. Um, <clears throat> Jessica Darrell says, is that seriously some of the stuff they have on their website? It's wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, there, there are a few more people. Uh, M- Matthew Williams says, dude, whatever, the shit is funny as hell. Keep up the good work. Uh, can we please clean up the square? Holy shit, dude, the lady police... I, 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 this is garble, but uh, holy shit, dude, and lady police people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> some of those people are frightening. <laughs> Whoever... Those people The lady in that police are frightening. I, like, I think he's saying
4: that
3: like, lady cops are really scary to him. Maybe that, so it's there's like, like cops and there's lady yeah, cops. And, and, and like women in yeah. the this force are strong because lady cops scare me. Like
0: I think that's what he's I, saying. Like I, like the women cops are just scary. anyway. Out. This is not. It the would have helped
2: if it was a sentence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, and, and you know uh, one guy says Probably. when people Probably. take memes way too seriously. Uh, I, I'd hate to be a comedian in today's world, which somebody brings up well. Uh, comedians are not publicly funded department. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not a publicly funded department of comedy that takes our taxes to make us laugh. Oh, what a world. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, and one person pointed out that uh, she had criticized them on their page and they blocked them. Uh, they actually blocked her from the page, which uh, there, there is a debate going about that right now. There's actually legislation mm-hmm. uh, being debated about that. Can you block people from those types of things? It's Where it's a Coffeesh public Act, forum right? that's essentially, you know, this this is taxpayer-funded. Right, yeah. but but it is an entity that represents them, which, you know, websites are almost kind of going by the wayside in that sense. Whereas mm-hmm. you mostly don't go to a, uh, the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, uh, you know, police mm-hmm. pages on Facebook. Their websites you go to to see them on Facebook, right. so technically that is their website. So can you block people from that that don't agree with you? It's it's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, it is Facebook, but it, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that President people tweets. are. I was
2: you know, I was going to say yeah, like,
0: that doesn't you know, right right well yeah and they're saying you know can somebody me. like President uh, uh, President Trump or uh, anybody that uh, is a politician can they delete a tweet because now they've made that a <laughs> public statement. Mm-hmm.
1: They can do whatever you know, they want.
0: It should should they should they be able to yeah. delete it, you know? But if they're like say they're tweeting from the POTUS account, well,
4: if that's, they're tw- like that's, I think, if,
1: like that's when it gets to be a little bit more debatable, right? Do I think the Wilkes-Barre Township police are those memes offensive to some people? I could see how people can misread that. Do I think that any of those memes define how any one of those officers uphold their oath to protect people and do their job? Absolutely not.
2: Unfortunately, though, that is the perception that they're sending, so it doesn't matter. And I respect what you're saying, but it's the. the does that meme, in essence, like? And, and I'm speaking. This is a white male. I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty. I can walk down the street. I'm 99. Nice, I'm, I'm fine. But that doesn't. Is it the meme itself? No. No one's like losing sleep over a me, like, meme. They are. But, <laughs> but it's, no, 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 no. I disagree. They're losing sleep over the fact that the, you're a police officer, a person who is supposed to treat everyone equally in a in a very tone-deaf way given the current you know political climate of our culture are, are posting these in, you know it, it's why what was the what was the intent of sharing that it wasn't an opinion it wasn't like a controversial this is what i agree and feel because for an ethical reason it was a with joke
1: the girl was in context to an article about topless beach and with the girl that's also people saying that this is so offensive to women that's also victimizing women. That's saying that that girl should feel like a victim because she's topless. That's also, it's just, it's making the whole thing, like as if that woman was a victim of like the police's mm-hmm. mentality, and that's mm-hmm. not the case.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, know? it's, it's a, a picture that's out of context. It's
1: a, I could understand like if they were targeting, if that was targeted towards a woman or like a girl that, you know what I mean, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't directed at anybody, mm-hmm. and I think that that one I think that people got a little out of hand with, uh, being obsessed with being offended. It's
0: essentially reading more into it, is
4: what I right. like that
1: okay. But the other one I could kind of see with like maybe making light of sexual molestation or something like mm. that, because that it's you know, obviously that kind of had that undertone. Right. Um, that one I could see a little bit more. But the one with the girl holding her chest and giving a high five, that also makes it seem like women are victims of their sexuality and or, stupid It's stupid but <laughs> oh hi, what not, do i
3: do do i high five him for his approval or do i keep myself covered in this topless photo shoot
1: <laughs> like like i don't see that i don't see how that uh i could, could have, define how the police do their job i think it's just a conversation that shouldn't be happening Like, we shouldn't be having this
3: conversation. And I understand that it started as an attempt to humanize them and be like, hey, you can come up to us. We're cool, like you. Like, you got a problem. Come talk to me. But it's also like, okay, so who can come talk to you? Like, the dude going for the high five can clearly talk to you. Like, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I understand. And it's just, it's a conversation that shouldn't be happening. Just use discretion. And just never, like, the rule of comedy is just never punch down. It's not rocket science. Just don't punch down. Punch up. Punch horizontally. Never go for someone who is beneath you in status class, whatever.
1: But who like? But that's the thing. People taking that and assuming that the woman is beneath them in status or a second-class citizen. Exactly. But I mean, in like, term, in, in the eyes of the law, she is victimizing that woman who, yeah. who necessarily she doesn't like look like a victim. No, she's doing me. a, a shoot. She's doing right. Like she's, she's taking just, a picture. Right. Yeah. That just goes back to like the whole thing of like women kind of slut-shaming others mm-hmm. or making it like, oh, that's not okay that she's topless. Like, mm. I, I don't know, like, I don't I don't see that woman as a victim in that meme or, you know what I mean? I, I see innocence in it, really. Like, I don't see, like, I guess I just don't think, like, I don't have that mentality that, oh, this girl, like, she's topless and she's in this vulnerable position. Like, I don't really see it like that.
0: I, I think some people uh, take social media in different ways as well. Mm. Uh, like, there, there's some people who are like, it's just Facebook or it's just Twitter or it's just whatever. It's not real. You know, I hear that a lot. It's not real. I'm like, well, I, yeah, you can argue that to an extent. It is, it, it's a digital world. It's not the real world. But for some people, it is. You know, I mean, for some people who maybe stay inside all day, whether it's healthy or not healthy, whether they mm-hmm. can help it or not help it, mm-hmm. they may be disabled and they, they, they stay inside all day. Or they may just be somebody who has social anxiety, and they, they, that's how they communicate with people uh, through social media. Uh, so we don't want to exclude those kind of people either. So it's, it's interesting, This I, I think it really depends on how you view social media as a whole. Is this a representative of a, a tax paying entity? I would argue it is, and, mm-hmm. and I, I would say is it whether it's on,
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. professional. Oh. That's, yes. That's it. Yeah.
2: Is it
3: unprofessional?
2: I think. I think. Yeah. It's do your job. So. Could it be unprofessional? It's a professional
3: page. Just it do is, your it, job. It is.
2: Un- it's. Com- I think. It's, again, if this was like your uncle Jerry who shares <laughs> <lane, laughs> really like all right, fuck you, yeah. you uncle know, Jerry, stupid whatever. memes. Okay, Jerry, you might even like at your computer just go and like roll your eyes and chuckle. Sure. Is the image what is the meme itself? What is no? But it's the again. It's the. It's,
4: it's the, the end. of We've
2: reached a point in our culture where apparently we no longer no yeah. one apparently. We can't talk in context anymore. It's like, you know, mm. when there's like, you know, the men's campaign of that's a double standard. You, it's, I, I, I shouldn't have to explain. There's a, there, it's a, there is a contextual background sure. of a difference. Your uncle, your stupid Uncle Jerry sharing a stupid, funny, silly meme right. and a police force that I do respect. That we, as citizens, I do respect and I want to ensure if I was a citizen, you know, of anywhere I am that I can trust and know that the men and women. Who you know who serve my community will protect me, and in turn I give them the respect they deserve. That's a, it was poor taste. It was bad context. It was unprofessional. And uh.
1: I think is it in poor taste? Yes, depending on what you consider innocent or not. But again, I'm going to repeat. Do I think that those memes affect the way that they approach their jobs with professionalism? Any kind of victim of anything? I do not think that that defines how they. They approach those situations with caution or sensitivity or anything. Sure, the,
0: the cops can be an easy target. But I nowadays. can see how you can misconstrue so, it. So they might. Yeah, you're, you're you're talking about you know one of the one of the commenters. Like every joke ever made
1: defines how you. You know not, you know what I mean. Like certainly. that's kind of. I like, think you know, it's just
3: I think when someone's in a vulnerable position, like you, you want to make them feel safe so that they can do the correct thing. And I think it's just always, I mean, in something as sensitive as victims of a crime, it's just so much better to be safe than sorry. Mm. Like, if this, this is this meme alien, would I, like, not call the cops because some, like, in a a crime, probably gonna call the cops. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, someone who's just had something horribly humiliating and violent happen to them, they're in a very vulnerable place and in that area, and they're gonna be like, I don't think that I can be humiliated again today. And then they won't do it. And then the next day, they'll be like, I, I... I can't be humiliated again. And then the next day they're like, well, now no one's going to believe me. So I think it just, I think it just, um, it feeds into a culture that's, Mm -hmm. that's there. That's, you know, and it might not even be the police who are reinforcing it. It might just be, unfortunately, another byproduct of like rape culture. And it's
0: just, it's just better to just be safer than sorry. I, I think yeah, it's, it's a good rule of thumb. If uh, you would share an email at your workplace with an office full of all kinds of different people mm-hmm. and it's not going to get you fired, then it's pretty safe to to put it out there.
3: Not suitable for work. Right. If it's something
0: that you're going to get called into the boss's office and he's probably going to fire you for sharing this with somebody. Or just reprimand. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Then you probably just shouldn't put that on a public page like that.
2: And again, it goes back to does it it make every, does it make any inherently police officer of that force bad or unprofessional? No, but it's... It just makes their social media
3: guy kind of an idiot. Exactly.
2: (laughs) It makes whoever is that social media person. And again, it's the same thing with, you know, when to use the, a very loose comparison, when several years ago when Chick-fil-A was under the major scrutiny. Right. What, okay, one, uh, every, every sentient human being of, of an adult, I should say, every sentient adult, consenting adult, should have the right to marry another consenting adult. Mm-hmm. Statement, I'm not going to, that's not the, the conversation we're having. What is the CEO of Chick-fil-A doing making a public comment on, about, about same-sex marriage, about marriage at all? why is he why is he talking like who in the pr room gave <laughs> yeah. him that that microphone what? and didn't say stop you yeah. you go worry about chicken again <laughs> right. i'm not trying to say that makes it okay what his i don't agree with his thought process or sure. mentality but it comes back to not every thought an individual has is worth sharing and not everyone is cut out to handle public relations yeah. and not, and i have ever i'm sure every single person in this room you know on screen off screen or watching has made a that joke at the party that you didn't mean any harm, but was probably, yeah. uh, literally like. Th-
3: on the way here, I was like, all right, don't bring up this, because I think it's gonna send me down a rabbit hole where I'm gonna <laughs> say something stupid and I'm immediately gonna regret, don't bring up. Like, right. I, I always do it, right. always. But then when it's it, getting. It's
1: to just always yeah. be conscious of who you're yeah. around and how mm-hmm. the things you say are going to affect them, whether it's just trying to be funny or expressing yourself. Right. It's always the right thing to right. do. And to be conscious of others.
2: No, absolutely. And I think it also goes back to when uh, you know, people cry foul of I thought we lived in a country with free speech. We absolutely do. You can say anything you want. You can post and again, not even talking about this instance, you can share any meme you want.
1: There's consequences. Yeah. We don't yeah. live
2: in a country without consequence. Well, right. and for, actions, actions. No, for some people, apparently not. Who knows? <laughs> what's going and on. anyone who says that that doesn't trickle down and create the mindset of the culture we we are we seem to be having, yep. I think, is absolute bogus. And, and
3: just I'm allowed to judge people. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to judge you on your actions. Right. That's it. Right. That's what. That's where judgments come from. That's for yeah. yeah, That's probably the most fair that's way. That's why you anybody. act. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. judge you on your actions. Yeah. That's what it is.
2: Does it mean I'm going to conjone you for the rest of your days? No. Sure. Prove that your actions, prove that that was an anomaly of your actions, not the norm. But until you have That's proven That's what I mean. People making
1: it like that defines how they approach their job or approach women or approach victims. Like I think that for them to, do, to take that meme that was in context relating to topless women on a topless beach and to, and to put that as their mentality to approach, it's just not the case. Like Think about everything... Every joke you've ever made, or anything silly that you may have uh, done, or anything like, it just doesn't define. But I get the aspect that it's unprofessional. Sure. But I just don't. I think the backlash got a little out of hand when it came to like.
0: As a lot of those things do. Assuming that's uh, just uh, how they. Comments pile on top of comments, and people start arguing, and then you wonder okay, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like 10, 15 minutes into this, and I'm still <laughs> reading and whatever. Has this accomplished anything? Has That's the other thing. Like, being change? offended is the most
1: unproductive thing that you could possibly do, is be offended. Right.
2: When and something's d- offensive, I think it's okay to respond to it. Though. It's
1: okay it, to respond it, to oh, it, oh, but sure. is it productive?
3: But sitting there reading yeah. a post for 15 no, minutes no,
4: no, and no, being like, like holy
3: sense. sons of bitches, Like, just <laughs> the people do something or other. get reply, up and walk away. Right, right. Stand up and go put right. something else into the universe besides right. your internalized weird energy. Right. right.
2: To the note about the context, though, to then follow it up, and I, I know we all talked about, but to then follow it up with that second meme, that whoever is behind that computer, <laughs> I think that's that second meme cons- was just kind of
1: like we're unapologetic to how you feel about this. That's pretty much like yeah, what you're I public, you're public, right. you public, your public
2: servants again. Yeah. Not the not 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 the police. The person nine times out of ten, non, even nonprofits, the person running the social media isn't. Like like the person writing the social media. Isn't necessarily a police officer. It is, you know what I mean? It's someone. In, in this case, you know, they
0: said it was actually. Okay. The, the, but the, they, like the, there's three. Uh, I think three different officers that trade off uh, duties uh, and stuff like that. That's bad. And I mean, then it came yeah. into really well, bad. okay, are you posting memes while you should be working? You know, yeah. yeah. Of, which they well, said, oh no, we're posting, well, posting that's, that. That's yeah. We're posting I mean that's that, you know later like, on at night they and do stuff have like other yeah, okay, I guess, but come on,
2: like. Uh, the second response though of we're not apologetic. Again, you don't have to be apologetic.
3: Then the human the humanizing aspect of this has just flushed down the drain. Then you
2: don't care. Then you're not. Right,
3: I'm not right, sorry right. that I've scared you. Instead of like, saying hi, no, guys. No,
2: no, 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 no guys. That's not, not why we started doing this. Right. Instead yeah. of saying hi, guys, we wanted to make a joke. We're trying to, you know, be cool and chill. However, here's the deal. We're not trying to. Like there wasn't. Like it wasn't
4: about.
1: I don't think they felt like they needed to explain themselves either. I feel like that was part of it. Like I don't mm. feel like that they. And I don't think they did feel like they needed to explain. No, themselves. they
2: didn't. They didn't. You're t- you're absolutely
3: right. Bye. Do. We're talking yeah. about it. they so <laughs> do kind of
0: need to explain themselves. It, it, it's, it's it's very borderline, like uh, Steve Buscemi and the the backwards hat. Hello, fellow kids from Thirty Rock. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Yeah. Like, that's
2: exactly it. That's got, exactly. Uh, okay,
0: I get you're trying to be an edgelord, and oh, I see. I know <laughs> what
2: edge lord means. Uh-huh, super cool, and it's like. And again, I get and it. And again, I applaud the intent. And I have nothing but respect for the men and women, you know, who, you know, and, in, in, in the you know, whether it's police or fire, or EMT services that put their lives on the line, it does not, it does not
1: excuse, you know. I feel like this is another thing that, like, every, like, people do so much good every single day and that they devise, their, right. they design their life to do good and, and protect the community. Stuff like that. And then of. one bad thing, it's like, oh, my God, like, freaking out, you know what I mean? Like instead of just recognizing and appreciating everything they do, which people do, mm-hmm. but as soon as... Everyone loves that. Everyone loves to just jump right on that one thing and, and turn it into... Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean... In I mean, that's instance, that, that's our culture.
3: I don't think it's about... I think... I mean, this is a much bigger conversation to be having, but I think that when people jump on the police for one little thing, I think they're jumping on the police for a greater issue. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like an out. Yeah, they're pointing at something that maybe... They're pointing s- at... Point, yeah, they're pointing at the way the police force functions as part of our, as part of our government and certain, you know, legal reactions to the, to the things that, that that we see on the news every day. Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: it's, it's, it's this small, it's, yeah, it's like, it's a microchasm. It's this little way to tweet at them, be like, you are not above the law. You, you are part of this too. You can and like I think that that's. I mean, if it was just a meme and everything else weren't going on, I don't. I think people would be I like, think oh, fuck thing. you, man." But it everyone takes everything so
1: personally right but now, this especially is, with the election and like. Yeah, it's yeah, part yeah, of a I bigger, conversation. You're emotional.
2: Because things are yes, happening right. to people. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, terrible things are happening. Ter- to people. Horrible things in this country are happening, and so it's. Oh, everyone's taking so personally because it happens personally, not to me. I'm not going to pretend like, I, like you know what I mean. So I don't like. I saw that meme. The reason it was brought to my attention was. And I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she was comfortable with that. But um, a, ver- a, a local musician, a female musician, shared a beautiful post about it. She was mutually respectful of the police force how- as an institution in general. However, railed into this, and rightly so, again, for all the points we've already all debated and discussed and stated our, our perspectives on. But So to be honest with you, scrolling through, I'll fully admit my ignorance and my, you know, my blasé entitlement showing, I probably would have just kept scrolling but it was because it came from a, 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 a female voice that I highly respect sure. that that shared her perspective on the situation, and then reading the conversation that we had from there. So right. again, that's the that's the positive element of this social media dialogue culture we've arrived at. And then the negative is that we do we 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 love the scent of blood. We we love we love, <laughs> yeah. we love sp- this one thing and around, but then. We do, and it's disgusting, and I 100% agree with you. I'll give you an example. I can't stand the stupid, like, have you seen this person who stole a gallon of milk from Walmart? And it's shared 500 yeah. times. I'm not condoning stealing at any level, and certainly not. But the person stole a
1: gallon of milk yeah, like, from like Walmart. Of kids and also, like also yeah.
2: do you know that? Do you <laughs> it's know? not. Yeah. <laughs> This is not a violent crime. This was not again. I'm. I, I don't but know. It's the humiliating and like people. Yeah,
1: right. Like bringing the, people down. This are person's like...
2: stealing milk and like. Why? This person sold milk and bread. Probably.
3: Have you seen Les Mis?
2: <laughs> it's also Walmart, guys. I'm sorry. They're, fine. I'm, I, they're fine. fine. They're fine. They're fine. Sam Walton's dead, but his family's fine. They're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. No, but it's but it's the duality. But when we do prick that finger and we get the scent of blood and we go in for the kill, but then by doing that, a huge Disgusting evil and injustice is exposed as a result. Hmm. Then what's the priority? We sure. we don't react because in all reality, yeah, it's Facebook, it's a couple of memes, or do we? Be, but there's the you potential... don't want a war
3: without battles. Yeah, yeah we gotta fight battles to win a war.
2: Right, and it's and they're tedious and they're, and they're tedious mm-hmm. and you lose and they and, you win, stupid, and, just... and they seem stupid
3: and they pick that that bad Yeah, and yeah, yeah right. like, okay, oh, I guess yeah, we're
2: oh, gonna oh, have yeah. to have a battle. Correct. And like... Yeah. Yeah, is this the battle that's going to turn the tide? And, oh, and, nope.
1: and hopefully, no. with the, the good that comes from it, like um, our mutual friends, um, I read that as well. Mm-hmm. It was very beautifully written, and I mm-hmm. completely, completely uh, understand where she was coming from, mm-hmm. and where I, I understand where both sides are coming from. Right. Um, and hopefully, in in the end product of of people being upset about this and expressing why they're upset about this, uh, maybe they will be a little more careful with. The jokes that they heard, exactly you know and that's it and then that's the if
2: we all just thought about you know what my actions have a thought have effects on others in other words if we all felt that way we'd be all fine yeah that's that's, that's right. the
1: thing mm-hmm. my really actions the thing just being being polite and i yeah. feel like some i mean i don't think police officers really feel that they they necessarily have to be polite <laughs> all the time mm-hmm. or like they just don't have that mentality it's not even polite. Like, it's
2: just the decency i'm not asking you to like you know be my buddy. You open know I mean? right. that door <laughs> for you. you know, just like, no, 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 just yeah. just just decency. And, and I'm asking that of every human, every human being. You know, just decency. You don't have to be even like friend I don't even care if you're friendly to me. Yeah. <laughs> like another person just you know, just treat 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 each other as you want to be treated at a base level. Again, there are surface gestures and then there's just a human base level. Do you know where there's not any of this happening? At the Darling Corps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, get
4: those,
0: let's get those last minute plugs in.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, the Darling Corps, July 7th and 8th in Honesdale at the Cooperage Project, mm-hmm. uh, July 11th and 16th at East 59, uh, 59 East 59 Theaters in New York City, and August 21st to the 26th in Edinburgh, Scotland. And you can find more information about the Darling Corps and us and the new Vintage Ensemble by going to newvintageensemble.com. And we also encourage you to check out the Scranton Fringe Festival and the Scranton Shakespeare Festival.
1: All right, well, i so, yeah. This is really fun. <laughs> this is this really is fun, fun. Yeah, I want to come one.
2: back every week. Yeah. 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 I love
3: just
0: sitting in a room and talking <laughs> to <those laughs> people. I was, I did,
2: anyone, did we get any comments while we were on the air? Did we get any? Uh... We, we,
0: got, we, we got some really silly ones, like still? one of our, our yes. uh, co-hosts, okay. uh, saying uh, that was so surprised that I was wearing shorts. I'm glad you enjoy my legs. Johnny likes to shove. Spice it up, spice it up. Thank you very much. Walk it, walk it, walk it out. (laughs) I hope I didn't blind anybody uh, with my pure oh, whiteness. Oh, dude! <laughs> well, I've,
3: never, I've never seen you in short sleeves, and I never realized that you had I have all tattooists. this like tattoo action. So uh, that's cool. I so that was I, I I'm, I'm with Johnny. That was all right. I was Fair surprised. Enough. Good, John. I feel like I was you uh, in
0: the winter. And, and uh, uh, Shannon Dunlevy says uh, that she's so excited oh. for you. Oh, oh thanks, Shannon.
3: thanks, Shannon. she's, she's a shit. Oh, that's it's <laughs> yeah. <that's> really cool. <laughs> thank so you, thank you,
0: thank you. And Rob McKee says hello, Fringe. Hey, oh. Rob,
2: Doctor McCage, Thank you so much.
0: So uh, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, please uh, you can you can leave your comments after <laughs> after we're live and everything too. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you uh, same time next week, seven to eight p.m. right here on Facebook. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys.